This is Dustin Hobbs with the California MBA. Welcome to Connect, our monthly podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. Uh, as we've, uh, as we did here in the in the previous month in April, uh, sort of a, a service during the uh, COVID-19 shelter-in-place orders, and you know where everyone's kind of working from home and and uh, hunkered down. Uh, we did our best to provide some more content and extended our monthly podcast to sort of a weekly podcast during April. And by popular demand, because it doesn't look like we're going to be leaving our homes anytime soon to get back in the office, we're going to do that again here in uh, May. So I'm excited to uh, do another month of uh, weekly podcasts. So we'll uh, kick it off here uh, this month with uh, Paul Gelati. Paul is COO at Pinnacle Home Loans. Uh, Paul's been a great friend of the Mortgage Bankers Association, the California MBA, for several years now. He's co-chaired our Mortgage Technology and, uh, I'm sorry, our Mortgage Innovators Conference and uh, been a big part of our association and uh, we're really excited to find out what Paul has to say about where he sees the industry and uh, sort of what's uh, what's on tap for the future. So welcome, Paul. Yeah, thank you, Dustin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I think this is gonna be a lot of fun here. So let's uh, let's jump right in. What? Uh, so Paul, tell us your journey. Let's get let's get your backstory on sort of how you got started in the business and how you got to be uh, where you're at now at Pinnacle. Sure. Uh, sounds great. Thanks. Um, so I started out in sales as an originator. As I grew my business, I moved into marketing for myself. And um, then I started to work on marketing concepts at the mortgage company I was at. Um, as I was being creative with external marketing concepts to the consumer, I started to look at the mortgage company's internal marketing and what the environment was like internally. Um, the more, what the environment like, was like and what the mortgage company had created, what type of environment. Um, and, what the, and, what, and what the internal speak was. Um, so with that, I started to review process and procedure to better the internal speak or to better the internal environment. And I started to embrace, at that point, I started to embrace true innovation to better the internal environment because my thought process is, you know, what it is inside is what people feel externally. Um, so I felt by, I felt that by doing this, our message and speak to our client or consumer would be more authentic and more truly embraced. Um, so during that transition, that's when I would say my career started to make a, a shift and a change more into morphing into operations and more into a leadership role. And that's when I started um, on my journey in the mortgage industry and realigning myself with my professional purpose or my professional why. Um, and that is to concentrate on the success of others. And therefore, if you do that, then the company itself will become successful. Um, so in short, I would say that my journey in the mortgage industry has been very well-rounded, um, coming in in sales, touching on marketing, um, even, even working in accounting functions, and, and then moving into to leadership. That's interesting. Well, and you know, my next question sort of dovetails perfectly into that. I mean, you're so invested in the building the culture of the company and and you know the people of the company. How in the world? How are you guys dealing with the uh, crisis right now, the COVID nineteen uh, crisis, especially the fact that you guys aren't all in the building at the same time? How is the COO? How do you guys? How do you you know work through 
uh, dealing with the people issues and, and maintaining that culture at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's an, you know, it's an interesting topic. And as soon as um, COVID-19 really broke out in California, as soon as the shelter in place was scheduled um, to be announced in San Francisco, um, that very morning, our, the entire leadership group got together with our internal IT department um, and we started working on ensuring that every team member could work from home, whether that's at the corporate office or throughout our 17 branches, you know, throughout California and Oregon. Um, and because of that, that concept of being, you know, truly authentic and, and protecting your work environment, we wanted to show our team that there was full transparency. We knew what was going on um, and be true leaders with it. And, and with that, concentrate on open communication, kind of a, a very wide lens. And um, so, we, like I said, we geared up for working from home as soon as it, uh, shelter in place was gonna be announced in San Francisco, because we knew it was coming our way, you know, to corporate office. Um, we got everyone on board from working from home, got them all the equipment they needed. Um, and to ensure the staff 100% comfortable, we, we had that level of true transparency, uh, daily communications, which we're still doing. Our CEO, Nevin Miller, just sent one out about an hour ago. Um, and those, those communications, those concepts came from every leadership talking about um, their wheelhouse and functions that they work on and concentrate on. Um, so my videos were much about product update, um, you know, what was going on in the marketplace, what was going on with pricing, what our investors were doing, which would affect what we had the ability to sell. But generally throughout the videos that I sent, it was more, it was, it, I would, I shouldn't say it was more, it was also very aligned and in touch with how are you feeling? How is our team doing? Are you guys okay? You know, we're, we're, we're going to be able to stick it out. We're going to be here for you. Don't worry about your job. Let's worry about you, how you're feeling. Um, and, you know, giving virtual hugs, uh, singing to them on video, you know, it just really acting as I would if I was in the office and still, you know, reaching out to them, texting and phone chats and emails, just touching base. How's it going? Um, I, I think bringing that human element to it is so important as a leader right now, especially in this unsure time, this time of uncertainty. When is shelter in place going to be lifted? What is the economy going to look like? What is our industry going to look like? They look up to us and we provide them with insight into what we know. And then that, that brings that level of comfort and calmness. Yeah. Well, do you think that this is uh, that uh, some of the, you know, um, sort of the new programs or, or different ways that you're communicating with uh, staff, is this something that you think you carry forward after, you know, after we're all done, after the dust settles and when people can start being back in the offices, are you seeing some things that you'll carry forward? I think so. Um, you know, and I think if we sit back and take a look at the long-term effects or the long-term aspects of COVID-19, um, I think that, you know, I'm looking at this pandemic as a time for realignment, both professionally and personally. So um, it, it, it provides the ability for that true authentic, authenticness from who we are. And I think because we're all sheltering in place at home, 
Um, it gives us the ability to concentrate on home life and work life integration. Um, you know, you'll hear me speak about that a lot. Um, that you know, I I, I look at um, work balance, professional home life balance, and I raise that to integration. And being that that authentic person that we are at work, that's the same person we are at home because that's who we want. We want those humans to be part of our team, right? And I think COVID-19 is gonna help bring that up, or at least that's what my hope is, that it really helps us become that person, that, that concept of work, home life integration, become that person that we are authentically throughout. Um, I think the realignment will help us maybe strip away some of the fluff. You know, I think the concept of, because of shelter in place, the, the concept of working from home, I mean, if, if you think about it, here's an example. Um, we don't go out to eat anymore, right? We don't go out to dinner to eat anymore. Um, and you and I both have kids, you have more kids than I do. Um, you know, the concept of going out to eat to dinner or brunch or breakfast or whatever it may be with your kids, you know, it sounds nice, but we know that sometimes it can be a little stressful with an army, right? Um, you know, I'll sit back and I'll ask you the question, how much more enjoyable are your family dinners now that you're just not going out to eat? You know, our family yeah. dinners, you know, the kids are loud, it's okay, we're at home. And it's usually loud, boisterous, laughing, giggling, we are at a restaurant, you know, we'd be hushing them, other people are trying to enjoy. You know, it's that it's that raw, stripped down authenticity that I feel like COVID-19, that's what we can capture as professionals, especially in our industry. So the concept of allowing us to work from home more in our industry, you know, I think that's gonna bring about people that are just generally happier. And you know, as well as I know, if you're generally happier, you're more productive. And if you're more productive, then that will ensure that you wanna grow more and you wanna learn more. And as a, as a leader in a company, that's what we strive for. We strive for those individuals that wanna see themselves escalate, wanna see their careers go. We wanna see happy people. Um, and so I, I think the, the, I, the I coined it as realignment, you know, I think it's gonna be a benefit at the end of the day. Um, as we move through and in our, in our, in our industry changes with the time. Did I answer your question? I went on yeah, a rant. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a good point that, you know, especially the, the personal and professional, it's definitely, you know, you, you can't be, you can't compartmentalize them as, as uh, much as we used to. It's, you know, there's definitely, you know, integration is a, 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 a flight wave saying they're on top of each other and mixed into each other. And there's really no way of sort of pulling them apart at times. Yeah. You know, for, you know I'm sure you're, you know, sort of in the same position, you know, when I'm working from home, I mean, it's tough sometimes you got to lock the door and make sure that, you know, kids don't come in, but they come in, they're going to come in at some point. So you got to figure out, you know, different ways to work you know have them you know work their schedules around your schedule and vice versa and then you're right about you know family dinners i mean it's you know in a way it's almost as a parent i'm you know breathing a sigh of relief that when the kids say i want to go out to dinner we say well not tonight we're going to eat at home and have another good family dinner and we're going to practice our you know 
manners and practice good behavior and, you know, having a good conversation at home where, you know, like you said, you can be loud and boisterous and have a lot of fun and it's okay. So, yeah. 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 So do you think um, within the industry itself, do you think that the long-term effect, uh, what do you think it's going to have on like automation uh, and maybe even like different hedging strategies? Are there some like, uh, you know, business practices that you see that will be different going forward? Um, you know, I think that, I think that, I think the concept of automation, you know, it's really interesting. I, I do think that uh, COVID-19, this pandemic that's hit, is, is going gonna, is gonna to push the industry toward more automation. Um, I think it's going to push the industry towards, uh, well, I, I'll say I think it's going to push it towards more automation. And then I'll add to it, I hope it pushes, while it's pushing the industry towards automation, I hope that what happens is our team members then can concentrate on what's needed from a human, right? So I hope what happens is that us as people, because of the automation push, have the ability to work on using innovation, technology, automation to deepen relationships. And that relationship very well may, might be between uh, Paul and Dustin, or Paul and CMBA, or my underwriter and my processor, or my closer and my VP of operations, right? It, it doesn't necessarily mean centric focused on the consumer, but across the board. Um, I do feel like this has been an experience, you know, I talk to a lot of people in our industry um, that work in an array of firms, very small to, to larger ones. Um, and they're noticing how the pandemic hit them and they weren't prepared for it. They're noticing how the pandemic hit them and they weren't prepared for their team members to work from home. You know, and their team members are sitting there saying, well, you know, I need to see this document, you know, and so that's that's that lets you sit back and say, well, how can I automate that? How can I get that document um, there visible for them to see? So I, I think automation is been at our doorstep, but now I think it's forcing itself in. Um, I think that it's going to cause business practices to make a shift. And that shift is, is again, going to be across all divisions, all functions uh, within the mortgage lending industry. So to your point within, you know, concepts of automation with hedging, yes. Concepts of the automation of um, secondary lock, you know, locking platforms, locking systems, process and procedure, absolutely. Um, things that are very timely and need to happen right now. And those are things that you and I have had conversations about with technology and the robustness and um, AI and using, you know, bi-directional API and being able to, again, provide the, the automation that is not needed between these types of conversations, uh, between right. leadership roles. Um, but it, it's what I find interesting about our industry, this is a little segue on my theory, you know, as other industries uh, were leaping into technology in 2008 and 9 and 10, and companies like HP and companies like Cisco 
had people working from home all over the place. And you know, we're already adopted with all their meetings being done via GoToMeeting or Zoom. The mortgage industry is kind of licking its wounds from the fallout. And I think our mortgage industry missed a portion of, of what it's like to, to run a company in the technology age. Um, that's not to say we don't have advancements and we haven't made amazing advancements, but I think there's, there's more that we can do. Yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right. And I think a lot of it is, you know, sort of aging the industry too with the company. I mean, the yeah. uh, some of the tech companies that uh, you and I have both talked to, even some that we've interviewed in uh, previous weeks here that are, you know, not necessarily coming from the mortgage industry, they're coming from more of the tech side. They're built, I mean, from the ground up for a situation like this. I mean, they have most yeah. of their people either working from home or available to work from home from the get-go. So I asked the same question to them and they say, what are you talking about? We've already... <laughs> We were built that way. We we're already set up for work from home scenarios. So uh, yeah. I think you're right that going forward, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the lenders that, you know, sort of maybe hunker down and then, you know, keep the same processes and what goes on, you know, from there, I don't know. Or, you know, then you're going to have lenders that are more forward thinking and that, you know, are seeing this as an opportunity to sort of play catch up maybe from, uh, you know, years past and miss opportunities. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, it's, I, I feel like it's going to be exciting. I feel like it's going to escalate our industry. I feel like it's going to allow our industry to really concentrate on consumer experience, customer success, um, and again, creating those relationships on a deeper level. Um, you know, loan officers can concentrate on the relationship builders, right? At the end of the day, a mortgage originator, they're all about building relationships with client building a relationship with financial advisors, building relationships with real estate agents. They need not, or you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a focus of theirs to have an understanding as to where their file is in line. You know, yeah. are they gonna make a close of escrow? That, that's not, you know, that's an automation that can be taken away and it's starting to be taken away with some of, not taken away, changed, shifted. Um, with some of the technology that are the amazing technology from some of the, you know, I, we're, we're so blessed with the business partners that we have in technology and the mortgage lending industry. Uh, and there's movement towards that. But, uh, you know, again, to your po a point, COVID-19 is, is, I think it's going to escalate that. Because as you were saying, you've got mortgage companies saying, uh, nobody has a laptop. <laughs> Are we supposed to work from home? You know, yeah. um, and and they, and they had to figure it out, and 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 they did it, and and a lot of them are surviving, and they're going to grow from it. The toughest times, that's you know, the toughest times is when you grow and excel, and 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 we're going through it right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, switching gears a bit, what um, you know, we could I think you and I could sit and talk about technology innovation all day. It's you know one of the more fascinating parts of our industry. What yeah. sort of is the, if you could boil, you know, down to, you know, one or two of the most uh, exciting things that maybe keeps you, you know, keeps you getting up every day at, you know, five o'clock in the morning to, you know, find out what's next. What do you see as the most exciting innovation in the industry? You know, I think that I'm seeing a lot of integration. So I'm seeing a real concept of tech stack. And what that solution means. And so, you know, we look at some of our robust technique technology solution providers, and we see them working together. You know, there was a great webinar I was on for a very short time yesterday, um, hosted by Optimal Blue. 
um, and Total Expert was on it, Simple Nexus was on it, and they were talking about how, and Mortgage Coach was on it, and they were talking about how they integrate and how they're working together. So I think that's, I think that's what's gonna start supporting us and driving our industry is your actual tech stack and how they work together and what the integration looks like. Um, and I think with the technology, there's gonna be a strong focus on customer success, what the consumer feels, and to get there with the technology, the mortgage lending industry now needs to concentrate on innovation, right? Because to me, innovation is a redefinement of process and procedure, and your technology or your technology stack is a tool to support that. And then the experience that the consumer has is what our goal is, what our drive is. And so, to answer your question, it's kind of, you know, I'll answer your question in, in two prong. I see a lot of integration occurring. And what I hope I see more and more of is the innovation from my peers in the mortgage industry. Yeah. Looking to change things, you know, with the technology, we can sit back and say, why is, why is, operate, why is the operation side so cumbersome? Where's that gap? Where's that bridge? You know, we have these, we have an amazing POS solution for sales. What's missing with operations, you know, and, and sit back and, and develop together. What does that mean? Yeah, it's interesting. We had uh, at our uh, first mortgage innovators conference last year, just from an internal perspective, uh, we had sort of anticipated that, you know, a lot of the, the deals and the business that would be done between companies would be in large part between lender and vendor and tech vendor. But I think we were kind of all surprised, at least on the staff side, that when we got there, we saw that there were so many deals being made just between the vendors themselves. And that's, yes, I think, the yeah. integration that you're talking about. I and mean, we hadn't anticipated it being that, you know, that much of a, you know, cross-pollination effect that you would get just between the, the vendors. And then, you know, obviously with the lenders as well, but so much uh, integration, like you said, going on just between those tech partners. Yeah. Uh, so a question for you, you mentioned uh, uh, the consumer experience or the customer experience. Where do you see that, you know, what does that look like in five years from now? How is the experience from for the uh, borrower different than it is today? Well, you know, I, 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 we kind of touched on it a little bit from my point of view. I think that um, so this might be ringing true to me a little bit more because of COVID-19. I think consumers, regardless of what they're consuming, uh, what product or service they're purchasing, they're being conditioned to have a certain expectation, um, efficiency, friendliness, um, ease of use, um, and again, what, what did at the end of the day, the last step in the transaction, how did that make them feel? and what is their level of success. So I think over the next three, four, five, six years, I think the client, I think in the mortgage lending industry, our client's experience or our client's success will be heavily concentrated on. And I think that's gonna be weighed in by the technology companies that are moving into the industry, providing solution, because that's what their focus is, right? 
And so their focus is for the lender's experience. And with the concept of a waterfall or cascade effect, if that's what their focus is as a solution provider, and it's to us, then that's gonna become as a mortgage lender, mortgage banking lender, that's gonna become our focus and our drive to the consumer. We're gonna carry that through. So I think it's gonna be heavily weighed on client success um, using automation, innovation and technology, and that customer success will be pivoted by or with deepening the relationship with the consumer. Um, and ease of use, understanding. Um, I, I think that's where it's gonna head for five years, in, in five years. But with my theory, it's important to, I feel it's important to hold on to deepening that relationship. So I don't think we're gonna become a, click these buttons to get your mortgage and you're done. I think it's gonna become more driven towards service more your mortgage originator for life. I think that's what people want, but they just need the transaction to be easier to complete. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, I think you're right that there is sort of a uh, um, a disconnect between making the process, you know, the, focusing on making the process easier and better, and then you're right, that's how you build that relationship. It's not necessarily all the talking and the, you know, nice feelings beforehand, if the end of the process itself is a pain and leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth, you kind of forget about all the good stuff that happened before that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit here, a uh, question for you. Um, we uh, obviously right now, you know, networking is, this is about as good as networking gets these days. Um, mm -hmm. And particularly for folks that are, you know, younger in the industry and maybe don't have an established, you know, network or sort of maybe just working on building that uh, before all this happened. Um, what's your thoughts on or suggestions for uh, younger professionals on how they can get more engaged in the industry, especially right now? I mean, you came, you started up as an originator yourself, so you've been in their shoes. I mean, what's your sort of your advice to them on how they can get plugged in? Yeah, uh, I think that's a great question. Um, and I have experience with it from not only my perspective, but in both companies I've worked at, I've started a mentorship program and it's purely for people that want to break into the industry. And it's proven to be hugely successful at the previous company I worked at. And it's, you know, it's starting to make traction where I am now. Um, I think my suggestion to anyone that, that is looking to move into the industry is to jump in and understand all aspects of the mortgage lending industry. Um, you know, go to a company that might be a little bit smaller and have the ability to, to help you move through different departments, but start, start small, you know, as an office manager or, or you know, um, post-closing, trailing docs, and, and get an understanding for what it means. And try to touch on every department or function you know, sit in operations for a while, support lock desk, you know, work on closing, you know, make, make phone calls, know what it means to create a marketing business plan for your clients or for the company. Um, have, a, have a very strong understanding as to, to, to how the departments function and correlate with each other. You know, it's a puzzle. Sit back and, and see it come together. And then from that, step back and you'll have a clear lens. And I think what you'll be able to do, what I've seen happen 
is you'll be able to mirror your personality. So your hardwired um, traits and mirror that with one of those functions. We're in a great industry for many reasons. One of them is that we as an industry, you know, it's this close knit group and most companies, regardless if you're a broker or non-delegated lender or a TPO or a wholesale company, whatever the case is, your company has all of those functions. Your company has an accounting department, your company has an operations, your company has some type of secondary hedging, you know, your company has sales, your company has post-close, your company has assistance, loan officer assistance, sales assistance. Um, so we're in a we're in a great industry for someone to sit back and say, what are what are my passions and what is my where do my personality traits let me shine? And then move move forward with that. Does that make sense? Totally. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. We've got that's, I mean, one of the, the main principles that we at least have here with our uh, future leaders program, the whole idea being that, yeah. you know, if you're a compliance officer or you're, you know, an originator, we want you to sort of get out of that silo that you're in, you know, day after day and, you know, take a look at the wider industry, go to all the conferences that we have, get to meet other people who work in different departments that you're, even at your same company that you, you know, have never met before and you have no idea what they do or why they do it. And in the end, I think you're right. It, you know, it makes you, you know, indispensable to your own company and brings you back a more well-rounded employee. I'm sure you've seen that in the mentor programs you guys have. Right. Yeah. And and you and those team members that you're you're working with, um, the gratitude they have, regardless if they're with you or not forever. You know, because you know, not everyone stays at the same company for for inevitably. But you know, you, you get to sit back and you and you watch those people. You empower them to grow. And as I said earlier, that's what leadership is about. That's what going to work is about. If you, if you sit back and look at that concept of, um, you know, integration, who you are at home is who you are at work. You know, that person that you are at home wanting to see people grow and learn, whether it's your spouse or a niece, a nephew, a child, whatever the case is, if you bring that to work, the rewards of the fruit and the rewards of that are astonishing. Yep, yep. Um, so final question for you. Uh, right now, obviously, with all of the uh, uh, policy considerations, the big change going on in the industry, um, one of the big focuses for the industry has to remain right now, uh, making sure that we have a strong voice uh, in the halls of not just Congress and not just Sacramento, but with all the regulators. I was talking with uh, uh, Clint Rockwell uh, with Buckley last week, and uh, one of the things we talked about was that there are so many different regulators and so many different policy-making bodies in our country, and even within the state. I mean, we have multiple regulators, and then the legislature and the governor, and uh, it's, I mean, it's a big, big task to really have a, a strong voice there, and I mean, the, the Mortgage Bankers Association does that in Washington, D.C. We do that here in Sacramento. What's your your thoughts, or what would be your I guess maybe your elevator pitch to a, uh, uh, a colleague in the industry that kind of just doesn't see the value in you know advocacy and supporting uh, organizations and efforts that uh, promote the industry. You know, I, I would like to say my elevator speech would be to take them to to two meetings held by the CMBA or any other type of organization because as soon as you start to embrace and start to work with um, the level of education what you learn 
um, not, you know, just strip away the networking, but how you are empowered from what you learn is mind blowing to me. Um, having a platform where you can share your ideas and hear other ideas allows for self-growth, right? Because as you're talking about your idea and you're kind of self-promoting yourself, you know, that's a good feeling and you receive positive feedback on that. And to have someone to be able to, you know, I've reached out to you and Jen and Susan at very odd hours asking about random ideas, um, you know, especially as COVID-19 broke out and the immediate response and the, um, the, the culture within an organization such as CMBA, whether it's CMBA or CAMP or many of the other organizations within our industry, um, of course, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak about CMBA right now. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you, you were, you know, being a part of your organization and moving into technology, it, it helped shape me and helped me find my way. It helped me develop and explain my passion. Um, you know, it, it's, it's um, you know, your work is, you can correlate work to being like education, to being at school. And when you're at school and you're doing your academics and then you move through and find outlets to to support yourself, whether it's the drama club or the music room or, you know, a sport. Right. That just enhances your experience. Um, the networking, um, you know, I, I think it's absolutely crucial. Um, I don't want to say especially for our industry because that makes it, our industry sound special. But remember, when we were just talking about a mentorship program, we are in an, a unique industry where we've got so many, each company has almost every department within itself. And that's a lot. That's a lot of learning. So you, you almost, it's almost, I don't want to say mandatory, but it's almost necessary to have a networking group to rely on, to learn from, and to help provide you with guidance and, and guardrails. Yeah. Well, and you know, no one has to be a lone ranger around here. It's a small industry. Yeah. You know, there's no sense in reinventing the wheel when, you know, it's been invented and, you know, being perfected by a thousand other companies that you can, you know, access there and we can sort of, you know, crowdsource the knowledge, if you will. So yeah, exactly. Hey, Paul, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, that's all we've got for uh, this episode of Connect. Make sure and uh, you can uh, follow us here on our uh, YouTube channel or on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Uh, again, thank you, Paul. And uh, you can uh, check out uh, Paul's website. Paul's at uh, Pinnacle Home Loans. Again, he's the CEO there. And uh, if we are able to this year, hopefully uh, we'll get uh, released from our uh, uh, shelter in place. And uh, you can meet Paul in person at the uh, Mortgage Innovators Conference later this year. And so we hope, uh, hopefully we'll be able to give each other an actual handshake there, Paul. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for your time, Dustin. I really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks again.